Hello, and you're very welcome to episode number 11 of Mindset on You. With me, Odin Fitzgerald, and this is part of the Buzzsprout Creators Network. Give us a like and share, give us a follow. I tried to drop, now I'm not even going to mess, I drop a podcast whenever I get a chance to drop a podcast. Now hopefully my podcast will be coming a little bit uh, quicker. Um, We've had a time of it. I will tell you about it. Anyway, sit back, relax, and tonight it's uh, just me again, so uh, yeah, story time. And you're very welcome to Mindset on You podcast. Tonight in the show, I'm going to be talking a little bit about Australia and how blind I am. I'm going to be talking a little bit about America and a few of the things that we've gotten up to here. And I have a little story about a beautiful place called Italy and Bologna. But first... Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 1850-715-815. Yeah, so in case you hadn't, uh, in case you didn't hear, I was on the Joe Duffy show about four or five weeks ago. Uh, we were talking about bears. We were talking about what, uh, what. Well, basically, Joe and his team were talking about um, the co- the film Cocaine Bear. And his researchers gave me a call, and they just said, uh, "You're living out there in America. Have you ever had any bear experiences?" And I told a story about the time where I was bringing Duke and Finn for a walk. My dogs. You all know my dogs, Duke and Finn. I bring them for a walk around the neighborhood. When I did, um, there was a, a warden, or not a warden, a ranger, a DSNR, a South Carolina Department of Natural Resources ranger. He was driving around our neighborhood, kind of our subdivision, and he had the lights on, but he had no sirens, but he was just driving along. And he came up to me and he said, sir, I think you need to go to your home now. And I just said, why? And as I was saying why, Duke and Finn, being my constant companions, came running up beside me. Now, this is long before I met Lauren and we had Lachlan um, and I was out for walking. Duke and Finn came running up beside me, as they do. And the warden looked down at the German Shepherd and the Border Collie and just said, actually, no, I think you're safe enough. And I said, dude, what's what's going on? And he said, there's been a bear sighting here in your subdivision. And I was like, oh, he said, yeah, there was a bear sighting and apparently she's got uh, her two cubs with her. Um, so just just kind of stay away from uh, stay away from her if you see her. But you should be fine with your two dogs. I mean, bears don't really like dogs and they'll kind of stay away from them. But, you know, just... just. So I just kind of looked at him and I said, I'm going home now. And I turned and he drove off and I started to walk home. Now, as I was walking home, I kind of looked into the forest a little bit. And uh, I saw a bear arse, a, a bear's arse. I actually said bear arse on Joe Duffy's show. That's kind of, it's a little kind of, like I know Joe Duffy likes to do the uh, the little play on words and stuff like that. But when you get to say a bear arse on national radio, I think it's kind of a little feather in your cap. But yes, I did get to say a bear arse on the Joe Duffy show. But yes, back to the story. I did see a bear's arse disappearing off into the forest. Needless to say, I got home pretty darn quick after that. But, uh, I don't know, no harm, no foul. And the bear never came back. And we've had a few little incidents like that. 
Uh, there's a few raccoons, although I'm yet to see one properly. I did see two or three of them one morning when I was going to work. Uh, I leave for work at like 5.30. Um, and I did see a, a raccoon. I seen two or three raccoons running across the road. Um, we've got armadillos. We've got skunks. We've got foxes. We've got coyotes. Uh, my neighbor here, Tom, Tom is a very good neighbor, very good friend of mine. Uh, he caught, I think it was a mountain lion or something. He said he saw a mountain lion on one of his cameras. Not sure. That could be made up. I don't know. By me. I, I could have been on transcendental planes at the time. But I do believe that that he said that he caught a... I, I, maybe, maybe. I don't know. But uh, So yeah, that's my story about being on the Joe Duffy show and uh, being on the... Um, talking about he kicked in again sorry Joe Joe kicked in again but yeah that's that story about that so more stories about America as you know America is a great place and uh, one of the things that you can do over here is you have the right for firearms anybody like well not anybody but you know it's 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 easily accessible and a very good friend of mine out here uh, he was on the podcast actually before Danny Danny has a few podcasts, or a few podcasts, Danny has a few firearms out at the house, and uh, whenever any of the Irish guys come over, there's a few of the Irish guys over now at one of the companies, and uh, we we brought them shooting, brought them, you know, shoot a few guns, it's it's not the kind of stuff that you do in Ireland, and it's all safe, it, Danny has a fantastic range out at his house, and everything is safe, we do a safety briefing before we shoot, and you know, it's and we were shooting at targets, and it's all good fun. But every time uh, we go out to the range, and if we bring a new guy, if we bring someone that hasn't shot guns before, hasn't shot anything before, we uh, we do a little, I won't say it's a trick, but we have a little bit of fun. So I don't know if you know, but there's different calibers of gun. Like a shotgun is a 12 gauge, and a hunting rifle is like a 223, or you get a 308 or a 30 6 But the smallest of all the rifles... Well, I won't say the smallest, but one of the smallest of all the rifles. The one with the... It doesn't pack an awful punch. It's not a very big rifle. It's called a 2.2. A 22. 0.22. And basically, you've, you've heard of recoil before, of a kick. You know, when you put it up to your shoulder, you pull the trigger and it kicks back towards you. That's what happens with the bigger guns. But these 2.2s, they don't have any kick. They just don't. They don't have a recoil. Like, I wouldn't like to be on the wrong side of one, but there's not that much of a kick off them. So we give this guy, we give him a safety briefing and we put the shoulder, the gun up to his shoulder and I said, right, you got to look down through the scope and I showed him how to use the bolt action and it was all great. And I said, right, now just brace yourself, you know, one foot forward and the other foot back and kind of lean into it like it's, you know, it's going to be a mighty kick it's going to give you. So there he was and he was leaning into it and he was nervous and he was kind of, he was just waiting for this big bang and all of a sudden he pulled the trigger and it just went, and there was it, and there was no. And he just looked at us. There was a few words, a few choice words came out of his mouth, something along the lines of duckers, and fop, and all those kind of stuff. As you notice, I didn't use bad language, but he did. <laughs> but yeah, that was funny. Uh, but yeah, they're little. That's fun little things that we can do out here. And as I said, everything is safe. Everything is. We use eye protection, ear protection. We give a full safety briefing and. The range is very safe whenever we're shooting. So that's just one of the little things that we do when we go shooting out here in America. 
So I'm going to talk to you about um, Australia. As a few of you know, around 2004, I headed out to Australia. I was just thinking about it. That was nearly 20 years ago. Where in the name of all that is holy have them 20 years gone? But anyway, uh, when I was out there, I was working in, uh, I got a job out in a bungee jump site in AJ Hackett's Bungee. And it was always oh, fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it had its ups and downs. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, sorry. Um, it was great. And I got to do a lot of bungee jumps and I got to have great fun with it. But uh, there was a night, uh, there was a kind of a promotional night we were doing in one of the bars. And basically we'd bring one of the bungee ropes, big elastic rope, and we'd hook it on to the bar and we'd place like a drinks cup. It wasn't actually a drink, but a drinks cup. We'd place it about maybe 20 yards, 30 yards away from the bar. And people had to run and take the slack with the rope and get their drink or get the drinks bottle. Um, there was a guy working, another guy working. In, he was the driver. He was a bus driver for the um, the uh, the bungee site. He'd bring people out from the city out to where the bungee was. And um, I'd get on great with him cannot remember his name and uh, he said here uh irish because uh, that was my name over there was irish because nobody could pronounce odron and he goes uh, hey irish uh how about you give it a go mate and i was like um ar- all right and uh for some reason there was a beer now this was when i used to have a few drinks there was a beer put at the at the same distance and i was like irish i left that beer for you mate and i was like oh cheers fair play to you there no <laughs> And uh, he was like, nah, mate, that's just for you. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, fair play to you. No, thanks very much. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I ran out and, you know, tried to grab the bottle and the bungee cord kind of pulls you back and whatever. And he says, I'll move it a bit closer, mate. And I was like, oh, yeah, grand, no bother. Thanks very much for that. No, you know, it's great. And, uh, you know, I, I got the bottle. I, I, I managed to get the, the, the stretch on the thing. I managed to grab the, the beer bottle and I drank it. And he goes, Irish, do you want another one, mate? I was like, uh, no, no, I'll just two or three now will be fine. Now that'll do, that'll be my limit. And he's like, all right. And uh, so then we were <laughs> we were heading out to a nightclub after we were at the bar. And the dude was kind of like, Irish, I'm going to this club. Do you want a cam, mate? And I'm like, uh, I yeah, I suppose if we're all going and whatever. And long story short, uh, one of the girls that was in the club, she says to me, she came over to me and she says, "You're you're straight, aren't you?" I was like, "Yeah," and I was like, I- I- "Yes, I am." And uh, she was like, "No, no, 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 calm down, not like that. You need to tell him that." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> so it is true what they say." Guys, not only do we not know when girls are hitting on us, don't remember, this was back 20 years ago, but we don't know when guys are hitting on us either. We're just stupid. Hmm. Okay, so my last story tonight. Um, it's a story about the uh, the beautiful city of Bologna, Bologna in, uh, in Italy, in northern Italy. Beautiful spot. I loved it. Really liked it out there. Um, I was out there, I'd say, I think it was about, oh, 14 or 15 years ago, maybe maybe less, I'm not too sure. But I was working for a pharmaceutical company at the time, and uh, I headed out uh, to commission some of the uh, 
some of the automated lines that we were working on. And I won't mention the companies, I won't mention what we were doing, but it was medical stuff and we were little bottles we were working with. Um, the last day that we were there, the last day that we were going to be in the factory, uh, we, we kind of pulled a late enough night. Uh, we were flying home to Ireland the next day, but then last, the last night we were there, uh, we kind of went in about 7 o'clock in the morning, and we stayed, uh, we went for food at like 5 or 6, but we went back to the factory just to just to get everything done. Like when Anybody that's been commissioning anything, they know about this, and they've heard all about this kind of stuff. Um, we got back to the hotel room, uh, well, we got back to the hotel, <laughs> I wasn't sharing a hotel room, got back to the hotel at about, possibly about 2 o'clock in the morning, Maybe three, maybe later, I don't know. Um, and you know as well, when you're when you're kind of hyped up from work, it doesn't matter how tired you are, you're not going to fall asleep straight away. So uh, I think it was about maybe 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 about half three, three thirty, four o'clock by the time I actually fell asleep. Um, now, just to give you a little bit of backstory, um, the hotel room that I was staying in, lovely hotel, beautiful room, uh, but the corridor outside, when you open the door, the corridor went straight ahead of you. And it was like a 90 degree angle. It was like an L-shaped corridor. Uh, straight ahead of you was one way. And do, like at a right angle, straight off to the left-hand side was another way. As I say, it was like an L-shape and my room was in the corner. And another little bit of backstory is Bologna is a beautiful uh, city in Italy. And it's like, it's an old school. It looks, it's got the old kind of world charm about it. It's got loads of towers. It's got loads of churches. Um, you know, nothing has been updated. Everything's been kept well, well maintained, but nothing has been updated in oh hundreds of years. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of and and there's a lot of tourists, an awful lot of tourists go there. So you'll see cultures from German people, Irish people, English people, French, uh, American people. There'll be cultures from everywhere. Uh, a lot of uh, um, Asian people, people from the Orient. Um, there was Chinese people, there was Japanese people, um, Indian people, there was lots of people. And it was the same with the hotel that we were staying in. Um, there was lots of people from, from all different walks of life. Um, the floor I was staying on, it seemed to be largely inhabited or populated by Asian people, uh, Chinese people for that matter, and uh, old older Chinese women. Uh, little, you know, little old Chinese women, you see them walking around the place. Uh, yeah, there were lots of them there. Um, so we'll cut back to me being absolutely wrecked tired. Now, one thing about Bologna is that it's warm and it was about August, September time we were there. And around that time of year, they actually turn off the air conditioning units. Um, they don't leave the air conditioning units on all the time. Um, all year round so uh, once it gets to August September it's cool enough for the locals to survive it's not cool enough for the um, the tourists to survive so I was sleeping in the bed and I just had a pair of boxers on me and I had the fan blowing and you know trying to keep it cool as best I could at about six o'clock in the morning I could hear something rose me from my slumber I could hear what sounded like a few older ladies having a conversation right outside my door. Now, I figured it's okay, they'll leave. Now, remember I told you that there was a lot of Asian people on the floor? So, um, they were they were talking away. I, I assume it was Chinese, I don't know. I think it was. And they were chatting away and they were having a good old time and they were yammering about this, that and the other and... I figured, 
they've just met each other. Maybe two of them were on their way to get breakfast and two of them were on their way back from breakfast or four or six. There could have been 12 out there. From the sounds of them, it sounded like they were about ready to write and direct and present and perform a play right outside my door because they didn't seem to want to leave. After about five minutes, I was like, they're going to go now in a second. Ten minutes later, 15 minutes later, nah, no sign of them. No, they weren't leaving. I kind of had enough. So I jumped up out of the bed. Now, you have to remember the state of dress that I was in or un-in or undress that I was in. Just a pair of boxers on me. I jumped up. I swung the door open. Now, any little listeners, just close your ears for a second. I'll put an explicit mark in this. My exact words as I opened the door, I was like, will ye ever rev the fuck up and fuck off? And then I slammed the door again. Typical me keeping Irish uh, Asian relations up to speed and, you know, communicating with each other. But I was so tired and we had to get on a flight later that day. Um, Got back into bed and there was silence there was no noise i was like oh it worked and then all of a sudden they all started giggling and laughing and then talking again now as i said i don't know what language you were speaking so i don't speak it but what i imagine the conversation went like was oh jesus what in the hell was that that was a very half-naked irishman we could tell because of the beard. And he shouted at us. I wonder what he said to us. Maybe he was saying good morning to us. Maybe we should stay here. Maybe he was listening to our conversation and wants us to continue. Then they started laughing again. And then the laughs went off into the distance. And I was just thinking, oh God, I hope it wasn't sticking out. <laughs> but I never heard anything more about it. So I think I think I was safe with that. So that was one of my experiences whilst travelling in Bologna. Anyway, we have come to the end of our podcast for tonight. Uh, I am going to start getting um, some guests back on again. Um, I've got some really good guests lined up. Uh, As I say, it's been um, it's been it's been an interesting couple of uh, couple of weeks. I, I'll tell you all about it again. I'm getting over it nicely now. But it's been an interesting couple of weeks and we'll let you know all about it. Um, if you liked what you hear tonight or today or whenever you happen to be listening to it, please tell your friends, like, subscribe, um, let everybody know that you've been listening to it. Yeah, somebody might get a giggle out of it. Somebody might even have a story that they want to tell me. So if you want to get in contact with me, please do. Oh, another thing that I wanted to say as well is that I am finally, finally, finally going to go back and get fit. Um, so I'm going to be going, uh, I'm going to start going swimming again because I've just gotten way too fat. Um, so I need to, uh, I need to go back and get fit. So if any words of uh, inspiration and motivation, please, please feel free to, uh, to impart your knowledge upon me. But uh, I was actually talking to the uh, trailhead uh, climbing, indoor climbing here in Anderson, South Carolina. Uh, I was talking to a few of the guys there. 
um, through the Facebook Messenger um, are great. They seem like a really good crew, uh, really engaged, really good people and loads of information for me. So, yeah, I'm going to get back up there on the climbing walls. Um, they've got bouldering walls. I might have to do that for a while because I don't have anybody to climb with me because obviously Lauren is doing her practicing and um, I think Lachlan's a little bit too young to come climbing with us just yet. So I'll do a bit of bouldering first. But yeah, I am I am really intending on getting back climbing. I mean, I have all my gears, so I may as well start back into it again. Anyway, listen, it's been fantastic talking to you all. Um, I hope you can tune into the next one and go back ahead. There's 10 other episodes. Um, I've been told that they're fun. Um, people have enjoyed them. I really enjoy making them. I really enjoy making the podcast and I'm glad I'm back doing it again. Um, but yeah, so... Um, Right, until I talk to you again, you mind yourselves and uh, talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Folks, I'd like to sing a song about the American dream. About me, about you. About the way our American hearts beat way down in the bottom of our chests. About that special feeling we get in the cockles of our hearts. Maybe below the cockles. Maybe in the subcockle area. Maybe in the liver. Maybe in the kidneys. Maybe even in the colon, we don't know. I'm just a regular Joe with a regular job. I'm your average white suburbanite slob. I like football and porno and books about war. I got an average house with a nice hardwood floor. My wife and my job, my kids and my car, my feet on my table.